Good morning, Marvel fans. If you're just starting to listen to this podcast, then welcome to the Marvel Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Whiteman, and this is a pretty fun podcast talking about everything with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you're a previous listener, then, well, thanks for coming back. Uh, For today's episode, we're going to talk about Captain Marvel. The podcast has a new structure today, so we are going to talk about this movie, but in a new and different way, so stick around to the end to see how we're going to switch things up a bit. But first, I'm actually going to grab my coffee, and we're just going to chill out for a bit and just talk. Uh, I kind of wanted to do this just to, you know, you know, gain some audience, uh, establish a personal connection, you know, stuff like that. So I just wanted to chill out for a bit and just, you know, talk, maybe give... A life update and stuff like that. Um, right now, I'm actually in the middle of moving. Um, not going to say where I live right now because I don't want anybody to know where I live. So, uh, yeah, I am in the middle of moving right now. I'm moving because of school and a bunch of other stuff. So that's kind of hectic right now. I have to go through like everything I own and really kind of see if I need to have this right now or something like that. It's kind of, it's like, it's a lot to handle. And I realize I need to get a lot of new clothes and shoes. So that is fun, fun. So right now that's what I'm dealing with besides podcast. So there's that. Um, I'm making a lot of changes to the podcast because I have been wanting to do this podcast for a little bit. So, um, so yeah, I just wanted to make a podcast. And so now I'm trying to do a lot of work to it. I'm making a lot of changes, um, and there are more on the way. Uh, if you haven't noticed, there's actually new podcast artwork, hopefully. Hopefully I'm smart enough and I upload the new podcast artwork. It is pretty cool. It features Kang, and it has Quantum Realm in the background. It has a lot of, um, I guess, the Infinity Saga MCU Easter eggs throughout the whole artwork, so I really like this one a whole lot better than the previous one. A whole lot better. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, hopefully there will be more changes along the way to the podcast. We'll see. Don't know yet. Um, and then there's so there's that. Um, I don't know much else. Uh, I got up super early this this morning. Yeah, it was not a good time, especially if you're not a morning person like me. Yeah, I'm not a morning person. I don't like getting up early unless I really have to. So yeah, I got up super super early this morning and I didn't really sleep well. So I'm tired. But hey, I'm still recording this podcast. Um, and then by the time you hear this, it's going to be Monday, hopefully. Um, so, but I'm actually recording this before then. So I'm actually really excited to see Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, I already have my tickets. I'm seeing it early. Um, I'm kind of getting an, an advanced screening. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um, but at the same time, I'm actually going to be pretty busy that day. So I'm going to try to move some things around and hopefully I'll actually be able to go see it because I really want to, and I really need to for this podcast. And I have not heard anything bad about this podcast. So, or about the, not the podcast. I haven't heard anything bad about the movie. So I'm, I'm super excited, especially since it's phase five. So um honestly other than that that's actually about it there's nothing too much exciting going on um not every time not every episode there'll be a personal you know update or whatever but we'll see if there's something interesting in my life then i'll share it with you guys but for now that's just kind of like a little bit of a personal update so there you go 
Well, uh, thanks for chilling out and just talking. I appreciate it. Now, before I get into the episode and the Marvel Morning Update, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and also go check out the Twitter page. There is actually a giveaway currently going on, and if you want to enter it, the form will be in the show notes along with the link to the Twitter page. And the prize for the giveaway is actually going to be your choice of either Kang the Conqueror Funko Pop or MODOK Funko Pop. I think they're pretty cool prizes, and you get them for free since it's a giveaway, so make sure you do that. So, yeah, the giveaway form and the Twitter page will be in the show notes. Uh, Also, if you could, it would help a lot to donate to the show. I want to improve the quality of these episodes and the show entirely, and every every little bit helps. So the donation link is in the show notes, and it would really mean a lot. Now, uh, I guess, yeah, let's get into the Marvel Morning Update. Welcome to the Marvel Morning Update. I'm Gabe Whiteman, and these are today's headlines. According to sources, Marvel Studios is having very early talks of splitting the upcoming Marvel movie Avengers Secret Wars into two parts. I mentioned this previously in a previous episode, and it seems like it might actually happen. Next, Matt Shackman, or Matt Shakeman, the director of the new and upcoming Fantastic Four movie, confirmed that they will begin filming of Fantastic Four in early 2024. Next, filming of the upcoming Marvel movie Thunderbolts will begin on June 12th in Atlanta. And finally, Deadpool 3, the future Deadpool movie of the MCU, will reportedly be the first MCU project where the multiverse reaches a breaking point due to Deadpool's actions affecting the whole MCU. I'm Gabe Whiteman, and that was the Marvel Morning Update. Back to you, Gabe. Okay. So, uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I have a little bit of a new structure for the entire show, so hopefully you like it, and so this is where I'm just going to talk about the movie, Instant Thoughts, and we'll go from there. So, uh, instantly, um, I didn't realize, well, I did realize this, but it was just kind of like a thing that, if you didn't know this, um, so the actress, Gemma, Gemma, Gemma Chan, no, Gemma Chan, uh, plays Dr. Minerva in this mo- in this movie, Captain Marvel, but she also plays Cersei in Eternals. So Marvel Studios doesn't typically cast the same actor or actress for the two different roles in the MCU, but it's kind of interesting how she's casted in this movie and Eternals. And plus, I didn't even notice that was her until you actually look her up, so I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, the CGI and effects for the scrolls, like how they, you know, how they disguise themselves as humans and they have that whole, like, I guess, CGI effect, you can call it. It was actually really cool and it looked good to me. I think it was, I think it was really cool and it it makes me like really interested in this, into the scrolls. So I, I really like that. Um, one thing I did notice when I watching when i'm watching this movie and again this is like total like just instant thoughts whatever comes out of the boat it does seem a little bit too overpowered with the star force and i will say this i had to look up what they're called the star force yeah i did not know they were called the star force so i had to look that up um but it did seem like they were a little bit too overpowered uh, because there was a scene where the whole star force was on that planet and they were because they were trying to find like the operative or something like that, and so they had to go up against the um, the scrolls, or actually, yeah, the scrolls, and they came across civilians and stuff. The civilians ended up being scrolls because they were disguised, but they were battling each other, and 
it just felt too easy. I, I don't know. Um, nobody was really taking any damage. Uh, nobody really seemed like they were struggling. It was just like almost too easy. Like I did not see a single one of the Star Force people actually get shot or get like shot or injured or anything. It was kind of like, really? Okay. This is not even a fight. You were just like fighting people. I don't know. It was kind of like, okay, whatever. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I liked all the references to the 90s because if you didn't know this, the movie takes place in 1995. I think it's 1995. Um, and so they do have a lot of references, um, like Blockbuster, for instance. Uh, and I like the music. <laughs> I like the scene where Captain Marvel goes up to the security guard in his car and he rolls down his window and you could hear the music playing in the security guard's car. And it's, I had to look it up because I know the song, but I didn't know who wrote it. It's uh, What a Man by Salt and Peppa, which first I didn't even know they actually wrote that. So I was like, hmm, okay, that's actually pretty cool. Um, And speaking about music, I actually forgot to write this down in my outline but the soundtrack for this movie was good probably like one of the few movies that actually has a good soundtrack the only other contenders for a good soundtrack is let's see here so we have cap marvel um obviously guardians of the galaxy they take number one in soundtrack business um thor love and thunder has a couple of good tracks and iron man that was the other one so cap marvel iron man and thor love and thunder but Guardians of the Galaxy takes the trophy home for the best soundtrack, for sure. For sure. Um, I also thought it had a really good Stan Lee cameo, especially since the intro of this movie had that, you know, that Stan Lee intro. Like, similar to Black Panther when uh, Chadwick Boseman passed, R.I.P. Um, they did the same thing with Stan Lee, so R.I.P. to him, too. Um, but the cameo in the Captain Marvel film was actually pretty good. I I remember I had to look this up before, um, but in this in his cameo, he was actually had like, some sort of like manuscript, like he was trying out or like auditioning for like a part, and it was called Mallrats. And I have to look back at it, but I think it was something that Stanley was writing, or maybe he was gonna star in. Like Mallrats is like an actual film or something like that. You you have to look it up, but it was. And I don't remember the whole story, but it was something along those lines. So I th I thought the Stanley cameo was a little bit more of more special. Um, I also liked all the teases with Nick's Fury eyes with Nick's Fury's eye. There we go. Can't speak. Um, yeah. So I like all of those because of course this happened in ninety in the nineties, and so he had both his eyes then, and it's like okay, are we gonna see him how he lost his eye? And it does, but it's pretty disappointing. Like Nick Fury lost his eye to goose. And it's like, really goose. If you didn't know, if you don't know who goose is, then I don't know how you don't know. You should have watched Captain Marvel. Go watch it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he loses his eye to goose, which is a cat. Well, it looks like a cat, but it's actually a alien called a flurkin. Still don't know what it is. It has like tentacles that come out of its mouth. I don't know. But, yeah, the goose scratches his eye, and that's how he loses it. Those bad guys still in there somewhere. Ow! Motherfucking! You okay? Yeah. It's just a scratch. No. Really? That's disappointing. I should I should put in here, like, a wah, 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 wah,
Actually, I will. I, I probably will after this. Um, so there's that. Uh, I noticed that there was actually a cameo by uh, Aaron Paul. It was just something I noticed. I'm like, because he's an actor. He's been in Breaking Bad for his big part. He's been in a lot of other stuff, but I just noticed that. It wasn't anything like a good or a positive or a negative type thing. It was just like, oh, hey, he's in here. Um, uh, again, circling back to Goose. Goose is probably like the star of this film. I know it's Captain Marvel, but Goose, everybody has to like Goose. Goose is MVP for sure. Um, I don't think there's really anything else. Um, oh, actually, no, there is one thing. Um, it wasn't really a big shock when the villain was revealed. Um, it was kind of teased throughout the movie, but like when they finally revealed who the villain is, and we'll get to that later, it wasn't really much of a surprise or a twist. It really wasn't. Um, it was just like, really? He's a villain? Well, I kind of knew that. I kind of figured that. Um, so there's that. Um, and then I guess to close this out, uh, at the very end, Ronan was not needed. So yeah, if you didn't know this, Ronan, the, what's his official name? Ronan, the accuser. I think it's his official name. Ronan was not needed at all. Seriously. Ronan was not needed. It was like, um, so why are you here? Cause I don't know. It was just like, we already had a villain, and even then, the villain was sucky, and he was working for Ronin, but Ronin just kind of felt like a tag-along. I don't know. He should have just made... He should have been in a post credit scene. Like, oh, hey, he was working for him all along. Oh, hey! You know, it's... That's what should have happened, but they didn't. It was kind of stupid and kind of weird. Um. So, yeah, that's all the stuff I could probably say about this film. Um... Now, I'll probably move on to the second section of this episode, where we'll actually do something entirely different and entirely new. So, I hope you like it. Okay, so this is the next part of the episode. Um, Again, it has a different structure, and I'm not going to do this every time. Like, oh, hey, let's move on to the next part. No, it's just... So I'm just trying out a new structure, so I hope you guys like it. Um, so yeah, this is where some of the new stuff comes into play. Um, I have a totally different way of how the show will work, and and this way I'm about to do is actually a game, kind of a game. It's more of like a topic starter in a way. Um, each episode will have a different you know game or topic starter, whatever you want to call it, um, relating to talking about the movie and stuff like that and today's is actually called the mcu dissection time so this is a certain topic starter game whatever you want to call it um where i'm actually going to talk about how this movie cap marvel relates or connects to the mcu as a whole and if i miss anything then you can just let me know by comment by commenting on the cap marvel post on twitter Again, Twitter page will be linked in the show notes. So, um, to be honest, after looking through everything, there's actually a little bit that's actually connects the Captain Marvel to the whole MCU. Seriously, there really is. So, like, for instance, so Captain Marvel is on the planet of Kree. I, I called it the planet of Kree. Apparently, it's called Hala, I think. Planet Hala? I don't know. It still doesn't sound right, but I'm just going to call it the Planet of Kree. So she's on there, and she lives there. And if you didn't know this, Kree is the alien race. So 
there's that. But what's who's also Cree is Ronan, since he is the villain. Well, I put I put villain in quotes because he's not he is a villain, but like he's not the villain of this movie. Not in not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. Um, but he is Cree, and it connects to the whole MCU because Ronan is literally the accuser, and he's almost like the sidekick to Thanos a little bit. But later in Guardians of the Galaxy, you see him, and he's he gets a power stone and he goes rogue, and it's like oh, okay, and he, that literally goes nowhere. But anyways, so he's Cree. He's a bad guy. Um, there's also. I put down Monica Rambo, but apparently her name's Maria Rambo. I keep mixing up the two. Um, but Maria Rambo, um, she actually becomes Captain Marvel on Earth 838 in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So there's that. I mean, it doesn't really connect since it's like, you know, the multiverse, but it's kind of interesting how um, Maria Rambo could have been that lost pilot. And it would be kind of interesting how her story played out. It could have played out totally different than how. Captain Marvel in Earth 616 played out. So I'm like, hmm, okay. That's kind of, that'd be kind of interesting to see. Not a movie. Marvel, please don't do a movie on this. Please don't. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see what else. Uh, we also have Korath the Pursuer. I actually had to look up his name, but his name is Korath the Pursuer. And I did not know this. So obviously they just kind of snuck him in and didn't explain how he got there. But basically, Korath the Pursuer is part of the Star Force, part of that whole group with Captain Marvel and everybody else. But he actually later becomes cybernetically enhanced, and he actually ends up working for Ronan in Guardians of the Galaxy. Because I think that's when we see him next. And it's like, back up, what? Um, excuse me, uh, did you introduce him at all? No. <laughs> and it's like, I did not know, I did not know this so i actually had to look him up to make sure that's the same guy and it is and it's like really uh why did you not introduce this at all like why it it was something kind of important but at the same time i can't remember and i'll probably we'll discover this as we watch them whole mcu uh, as it unfolds but i'm pretty sure he's dead i'm pretty sure i don't know if he doesn't um so there's that uh connects to the whole mcu uh the lightspeed core ended up being the tesseract which it was kind of a shocker i've already seen this movie before but it was kind of a shocker how that was the core still don't know how that actually fits together though because if that's the core it like i think that powers the engine so does that mean captain marvel has the powers of the tesseract i don't know yeah seriously i don't know um so there's that um, but since it is the Tesseract, if you didn't know this, and, well, actually I mentioned in my Captain America First Avenger review episode, which you should check out, um, the Tesseract is actually in Captain America First Avenger, and it ends up being an object of interest in the Avengers, and it also holds one of the six Infinity Stones, which is literally the subject of the Infinity Saga. So, I mean, it connects there. I think that's like the biggest thing that connects Captain Marvel to the whole MCU. Okay, well, I just got a phone call and I ignored it because I'm busy recording a podcast, so that's probably why I got cut off that last part. But anyways, yeah, it that's how... 
Tesseract is probably like the biggest thing that's uh, connecting the whole MCU. Um, so there's that. Um, there's also Carol Danvers' jet. Uh, I think it was her jet and the her, and her call sign actually, and which gave the Nick Fury the idea of calling it the Avengers Initiative. And so I guess in a way you could probably say that she started the Avengers. In a way, I think it just kind of gave Nick Fury the idea because she's superhuman. This is probably like the first serp- superhuman threat. And well, she's not she's not a threat, but this first superhuman un super natural force i guess whatever you want to call it and so because of that and her i think she he just decided to do the avengers initiative and so and then avenger was carol danvers call sign so there's that um so it kind of in a way started the whole infinity saga in a way in a way um so there's that and then the probably the last thing is that captain marvel was establishing the alien race of the scrolls and how they disguise themselves which means any person on earth could be a scroll hiding and it sets up and might be connected to the upcoming phase five series secret invasion which at this moment the super bowl has not premiered and i think based on my sources Secret Invasion is supposed to have a, some sort of trailer or a TV spot in the Super Bowl. Nope. So hopefully we get to see that. Not only that, the Marvels is also supposed to have a Super Bowl spot or trailer. So nope. I'm also looking forward to that. Um, but anyways, back to the scrolls. Yeah, it it could probably connect to Secret Invasion and literally anybody could be a scroll. Nick Fury could be a scroll. Um, uh, Mar- Maria Hill, I think that's her name. She could be a scroll. Uh, Tony Stark could have been a scroll. Actually, no, because he died, and they didn't show the transformation, so there's that. Uh, Rhodey could be a scroll. Freaking Spider-Man could be a scroll. Like, who knows? No one knows. So, I think Secret Invasion is going to be a good series. So, anyways, that's the new topic starter and the new game that I had planned. Um, Just kind of like, there's going to be a different one each episode, hopefully. Um, And just kind of something different, so... Please let me know if you like it. Uh, if you don't like it, um, you can let me know by, I guess, uh, commenting on the Captain Marvel post. And you could probably also let me in a review if you want to. Yeah. Please review the this episode or the whole show. So, yeah. Uh, there's that. Now, just uh, let me go get some more coffee. And then the Marvel Morning Podcast will be right back after a short break. Okay, so now we're on to the last part of the uh, episode where we are actually going to see how all of you viewers are, saw the movie and how you thought about it. I kind of already know um, how people think about this movie because it is a, not controversial, but it did have a lot of a lot of reviews. So, for instance, um, Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a score of 79% for the critics, and audience score was 
And so I had to like pull these quotes from both of them. And honestly, I'm just going to put this disclaimer out there. Don't follow information based off of Rotten Tomatoes if you want to go see a film or not. If you want to go see it, go see it. Like don't base everything off of Rotten Tomatoes because stuff like this will happen, which I'll talk about later. But basically this movie got review bombed hard. But anyways, uh, some of the audience uh, thought um, one of them actually thought had bad acting, terrible writing, not entertaining, and everything wrong with modern superhero movies. Um, Honestly, I probably wouldn't say that. Uh, I thought the acting was, I think, I thought the acting was all right. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, Terrible writing, maybe, because now after looking at a lot of the reviews and a lot of people's views on the movie i could see how it might have terrible writing just because it's not that eventful and i don't know it's just kind of all right you know um not entertaining the not entertaining part i could get uh because it did go it has a lot of story and i think that's its biggest flaw is that it has a lot of story and so it didn't get a lot of action i think that's the main thing um, another person said from the audience that it was good, but should have come sooner in the MCU. A thousand percent agree. I think it would have probably been a lot better if it came probably in like phase one or phase three, probably just because it's like, it literally started everything. And honestly, it should have been a phase one movie. It should have. So it's, yeah, it kind of sucks that it was kind of placed to be right before Avengers Endgame, And then, yeah, it was just kind of like, eh, okay. So it was almost like it was like she was forced to have her own movie, which kind of sucks, but it's whatever. Um, now onto the critic side. Uh, one of them, one of the critics actually said Captain Marvel is a safe movie, but an enjoyable one. As much as I think it could have done more creatively or politically to really stand out, what we have there is like well enough, which I mean, I get. I mean, I think I would say it's enjoyable. Um, and to put this in retrospect, this critic actually gave it a 3.5 out of 5, which is equal to a 7 out of 10. So, I mean, I think that's decent. I mean, I liked it, and I'll go into this later, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I liked it. Um, it's a, it's enjoyable for sure. I think so. Um, it's, I don't know. It definitely would have, could have done a lot more. It could have had a lot more action. Um, could have redone some stuff but yeah i think i'd probably agree with this critic um and i actually mentioned this in my mcu hot takes episode which you should also check out um is that captain marvel i think is a good movie i think it is um i'll mention i'll talk about it when i close this episode out but i think it's a good movie um another critic said that while i wouldn't put captain marvel in the upper achillean of marvel movies it does really well at introducing its character and setting her up to be a major player in the mcu um okay you know i can kind of agree um now yes i would agree that i would not put captain marvel into the like the hierarchy of marvel movies like put her up there no i wouldn't um like, it's still not a bad movie, but I probably wouldn't say it's... I probably wouldn't put her in top 10, or top 20 for that matter. Um, it does really well. Uh, I kind of. I was going to agree, but now I'm thinking about it. It's like, eh, probably not. It As far as, like, uh, introducing its character, kind of. It kind of throws you in. Like, it doesn't actually introduce 
or explain very well on the superior intelligence and we just got a kind of got slammed into the deep end with the captain marvel and the whole star force and everything so kind of introduces character well kind of it could have done better with that um but setting her up to be a major player in the mcu i can definitely because she is really powerful almost too powerful like they almost need to nerf her but again marvel tends to do that with villains like gore the god butcher and thor love and thunder oh yeah he was nerfed hard um, but this critic gave, uh, uh, Captain Marvel a four out of five, which is equal to an eight out of 10. So I don't know. I mean, I kind of agree with the critics. Um, but at the same time, you have to, you have to keep this in mind. This movie was heavily review bombed, uh, before it even came out. So that's probably why a lot of people, I think just a lot of people just did not want this movie. Um, and I, I get that it was like, and a lot of movies are, a lot of the MCU did this, and I'm pretty disappointed, is that, unless I'm wrong, they released Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel between Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. And it's like, really? No, no, no. Infinity War and Endgame are part of the same story. Why couldn't have you just left that gap and build our sus- suspense rather than putting out these two movies just so you can fill some gaps in? Like, really? No, no. Mm-mm. Don't do that. That was a terrible move on Marvel. Terrible, terrible move. And so I think that's part of the reason why a lot of people don't like it. Um, And I think overall, if I have to sum this up, I did see a lot of comments, and I'm agreeing on this one. It was boring. Um, And yeah, I could, I agree with it. Um, Because, I mean, I'm going to be honest here. I was actually on my phone for some of it. Like I was watching the movie and I was supposed to, you know, take some mental notes and stuff like that. But like, I was just on my phone for probably like the, probably the end of it. And that really says something. It's like, I typically don't go on my phone for Marvel movies, but the fact that I did with this one kind of says something. So yeah, it it was a little bit boring, but it could have, yeah, it it just could have been better. So, uh, yeah, I don't want this episode to be too long, so uh, I'm going to close this episode out. Okay, so uh, I guess, yeah, let's just wrap this episode up. Um, I'm going to be honest here, I this is actually my second time doing this because I got a phone call from, yeah, just from somebody that really wanted to call me, so I had to take care of that. Um, but if you made it this far into the episode, then congrats for listening to the entire episode and making it this far. Um, if you did and you liked it, then make sure you subscribe and follow. It would really mean a lot if you did. Um, but yeah, let's just close this episode out and just last minute thoughts and, you know, all the, all the, you know, wrapping up stuff. So probably, so basically what I thought about this movie is that it, it was just, it was, it wasn't bad. It could have been better, but it wasn't bad. Um, the villain wasn't really that good. It reveals that the villain was, um, I really don't remember his name, but he's the leader of the Star Force. Um, he ends up being the villain, but it was kind of already revealed that he was a villain. So I'm not really, it was like, okay, because this is how they revealed it. So basically throughout the movie, um, Captain Marvel gets stuck on Earth and she keeps making communications to the leader of the Star Force, which I'm like, okay, cool. 
but then it's revealed that he's the leader of the Star Force is actually um, in contact with Ronan and trying to um, get the Tesseract, which is the also known as the Lightspeed Engine Core, okay, or the Lightspeed Core, whatever it's called. And so there's that. But again, later in the movie, uh, it's revealed that um, it was actually him that was uh, that killed the um what's her name uh marvell whatever her name is i don't know um but it was like him all along but we already knew that and it's like okay we already knew this and it's not really a big shock and even then he wasn't really a good villain at all he was not a good villain i'd probably if anything i'd probably put him at the very very lowest because it's like he's powerful but at the same time he didn't do anything villainous it's like he didn't do anything um, so I'm like very disappointed in that. Um, let's see what else? It re- the movie this movie really circled on the fact of Captain Marvel trying to remember her life and everything, and it kind of got stale after a while because it kept repeating like the same event over and over again. Like they shot that piece of footage, and that's all they could use, and they they just like recycled that footage over and over again when she's trying to remember her past, and it's like really okay. We get like. And even in, like, the middle of the movie, she's still trying to remember, and it's like, um, you, we already saw this clip, and I thought you already kind of know what's been going on, but I guess not, and I don't know. It just kind of makes Captain Marvel a little bit naive, just a little bit, so I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, other than that, I thought it was actually not that bad of a movie. Again, it was a little boring. I was on my phone for probably the last quarter of it, but, um, it wasn't bad, uh, the CGI for the scrolls was pretty good. Um, all the, I like the whole idea with the scrolls. Um, I like Nick Fury and the whole, you know, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the Avengers, all that, you know, um, involvement. I like that. Um, I don't know. I think that's about it. I don't think there's really much else to say. Um, I think that's literally like the main, the main things with this movie that I liked and didn't like. So, yeah. Um, that's about it. So, uh, I guess let's score this, uh, this movie. So I would probably give this movie a drum roll, please. Seven out of 10. And the reason why I would give it a seven out of 10 is because I was a little bit, I don't know. I was really indecisive on what to give this movie because if I remember right, I gave Captain Marvel or Captain America, the first Avenger, a uh, 7.5 out of 10. And so because of that, I didn't know where to put this because I did like this movie. I was almost thinking about giving it an 8 out of 10 and ranking it higher than Captain America, first Avenger. But then I was thinking about that movie, and I'm like, okay, that movie was actually pretty good. Um, so I would probably say this Captain Marvel deserves probably a 7 out of 10, just because it was okay. I mean, it was somewhat entertaining, but it was a little bit boring towards the end. It kept repeating some of the same stuff. Um, this movie felt a little bit forced, since it was kind of like, basically, I don't know, it intervened between Infinity War and Endgame. And it was only needed for Endgame, so this movie almost felt pointless. Um, and there was actually a comment or something like that and that pointed this out, and it's actually really true. 
after Captain Marvel, we never got any interaction between Captain Marvel and Nick Fury. And it's like, really? Okay, what the hell? So, I'm like, okay. And so I think in the end, 7 out of 10 is probably a good score for it. Just because it's like, it's not... I don't think it's a bad movie. I think other people would probably score it like a 1 out of 10. I could already tell you that. Um, but for me, and this is, again, a hot take. Check out MCU Hot Takes episode. Um, yeah, it's a 7 out of 10. So, that's just me. Um, that and Again, this is a 7 out of 10. Captain America First Adventure was 7.5. And, and even though it's a 0.5 difference, it's a 0.5 difference. So, I... It, yeah, there's really not much to compare it to because Captain America First Adventure is a different movie for sure. And it's a good origin story. So, um, yeah, I'd probably rank it slightly lower than this, um, than Captain America First Adventure. If I had to pick one, I'd probably say Captain Marvel to watch more than Captain America First Adventure. But that's just me. Um, yeah, that's just me. So... Um, I think that's about it. Um, this movie wasn't bad. Um, a little bit boring in some parts and a little bit repetitive in some other parts, but overall not bad. Um, and that's about it. So, uh, don't forget to subscribe and follow to this podcast if you like it. Um, hopefully you like the new structure I tried out. Uh, if you don't, then if you didn't, or if you did, let me know in the, uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Twitter post and the Twitter page, which will be linked in the show notes. Um, so make sure you subscribe and follow. Uh, make sure you leave a review. It would be cool if I uh, got a review for the podcast. Again, I'm just starting this, so it would be really appreciative if you left a review. Um, check the show notes for the donation page, because every bit counts. I don't care if it's even one cent. Uh, every every penny counts. Um, and also check back, uh, to see other episodes. I have uh, a couple episodes out already. If you haven't uh, checked them out, I have the MCU hot takes episode. I have the last of us episode and the Captain America first adventure episode. And I also have the Ant-Man second trailer episode. So make sure you uh, check all those out. Um, also don't forget, we are actually having a giveaway right now and we're giving away a King the Conqueror Funko Pop or a Modoc, uh, Modoc. Funko Pop, depending on what preference you want. So make sure you check that out. The giveaway will be linked in the show notes. And it's also on my Twitter, so go check that out. Um, and that's about it. Uh, stay tuned for next week for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania live reaction. So I'm literally going to give my full reaction on um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So I'm just going to put this out there. Next week's episode is probably going to be a little bit, little bit hectic because I'm not going to have an outline or a script or anything. So it's probably going to be a little bit hectic and ideas are going to be flowing around and everything. So probably a lot of rambling. I'm not going to, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, so yeah, make sure you check back for that. And I guess I'll see you next week. <laughs>